must come down. Episode 144, Part 1. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counter. Culture pushovers, pop culture, leftovers, and we're the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers, sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers. Are, are, are you ready for the only podcast hotter than a human torch? It's pop culture leftovers. Five, four, three. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Stop! Hammer time! Welcome back, Frank. Thank you. Good to be here. All right. And with us today, we do have a special guest. Go, go, Power Rangers. Jacob Harmon's got his sword all up in this bitch. It's morphin' time, you sentient bearded son of a bitch. Welcome, Jacob Harmon. Hey, guys. <laughs> great to be back on talking with you all. All right. Did you hear your fucking bumper? I heard, like, the opening noise, and then it went dead quiet. Oh, oh damn man. it. Let me, let, me, let me play it again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers. Jacob Harmon's got his sword all up in this bitch. It's morphin' time, you sentient bearded son of a bitch. Nothing. Not a thing. God, oh, damn, God it. damn it. <laughs> he just wants to hear it again. Yeah. It's great. The, the best part of it is like his reaction. You I know. know. And it's like, I can't even get it's that. Like, where's it at? And yeah. it's like dead silence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Worked so hard on these bumpers. And it's like, right? that one fell flat. Could he not hear our theme song either? No, I didn't hear that either. Aw. Oh. That's weird. The well, last time I was on, I didn't hear any of the bumpers either. Oh. Well, let's see here. I wonder if you can hear them when I pull them up through, like, the regular soundboard. Probably not. Hold on. Can you hear this? Last night, Batman destroyed... Anything? Not a thing. Aw. All right. Well, yeah, okay. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool as shit, though, just so you know. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool. You'll get to hear it during the episode. Um, I hope. I hope it finally recorded. Guys, real quick, welcome back, uh, Jacob. I'm glad you could join us for the Independence Day episode, dude. Fucking awesome. Hey, man, it's great to be here. I love any time I get to be on and talk with you guys, so going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I wanted to talk, I've got some exciting news coming up. Uh, I wanted to get everybody kind of like prepared for it. Uh, we are going to be talking to some of the gentlemen that are doing this movie called The Bet. Yes. And The Bet is going to come out. It's not coming out in theaters. It's coming out on like video on demand July 26th. Uh, we're going to be talking to, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking to Chris J. He's one of the writers. And we're also going to be talking to Alex Klein. Uh, he's an actor who has been featured in Community. He's also got a part in the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, and then Chris is going to try to get us one 
of either Jerry Bednob uh, from uh, the Forty Year Old Virgin, uh, the guy who uh, talked to us. He taught us all about uh, love is not about butthole pleasures. Uh, yeah, that guy. And then, and then, or we could meet. We might be talking to Diamond Dallas Page or Jake the Snake Roberts. So that. Is going. We're going to be talking to those guys on July 31st. The episode will be up like the next day. Wow, so, that's incredible. Looking forward to that. Yeah. That's so really cool. Shit. Uh, go out there on the internet. It's on our Facebook page. You can check out the uh, the trailer and shit. If you want to look for it on YouTube, you can just type in the Bet Movie. Uh, and uh, when you see the guy with the ball gag in his mouth, that's the trailer <laughs> for that movie. Uh, it's also Rowdy Roddy Piper's final appearance. Uh, in anything, so uh, definitely don't want to miss this one. I think it looks fucking hilarious from the trailer. It does look good. Just, I'm excited to see yeah, it. Yeah, just looks like a riot. And we're going to talk to him about the entire movie, the production, everything. I'm also going to try to get Alex to open up about Guardians of the Galaxy two a yeah, little bit. We have to, right? <laughs> have to. It's it's a fuck. You got to. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to be doing this week. Reading your fucking emails. Yay. <laughs> Woohoo. You know, you know what's, you know what's, you know what's messed up? We got a listener. We got a listener. Hold on. His name's Eric Marable. Oh, oh that God. guy. And if you've been listening oh, for a while, you, you've heard the name. You know the name. If you've been listening for a while, hold on. The I adventure get, of the cock block. Yeah. And he's every, he's our resident drunk. Um, what? Frank, I'm not trying to take, Settled I'm not up, trying Frank. to take anything away from you. I work hard to keep that title, man. He sends he sends me a tweet last night, and he says, successfully deleted my drunk email before sending. One point for me, 50 points for mankind. He's, uh, he, he gets, he, like, the, the wife goes to sleep, the kids are in bed, and then he just stays up. I don't know if he's got, like, life regrets or something, <laughs> but he just stays up and he drinks himself into a stupor. And I think then that's and, just, like, standard fare for any dad. Don't don't defend this bullshit, Frank. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> You're basically just saying, "Hey, guess what? Fatherhood's fucked up." <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you're a father. Lots of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, okay, so like he sends that. He's like, he's like, he's like patting himself on the back. Like he, like, like, like it's like this big thing, this this huge thing that he didn't send the email. Like it was like self control. Like it was this big thing. Ooh, I almost sent a fucking email to you. I almost sent. Something that you didn't like. It's like a little kid in your house, and they're gonna—they were about to do something bad, and then they make this big announcement that, "Oh, I was about to slap my sister in the face, but I didn't." And you're supposed to be proud of them at that point that they restrain themselves from causing bodily harm onto another human being that you happen to share blood with. Oh, fuck you. You know, he—he he turns into this this whole fucking like like it's like this grand gesture, like 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 he just did this amazing thing for us by not sending this email. He's looking for his attaboy. Yeah, like like yeah yeah like. He acts like it's like a royal coronation for him or something. Get over it, Marable. Well, when you take the dog outside and it shits in the yard instead of in your house, you give it a treat. So you're comparing this guy's emails to a dog shitting in the yard. Well, yeah, I, I'm in 100% agreement <laughs> with you. A good, a good analogy. For the first time ever. No shit. Wow. Yay. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Where's my fucking treat? Marable, Marable, knock it off. <laughs> All right? Just... Take an, instead of drinking, just take an Ambien and do everybody a favor and go to fucking bed. <laughs> Spend one night with your wife in bed for Christ's sake. Poor woman. She's got like pillows on either side of her because she doesn't have her husband there to keep her warm. But poor, you know, poor Mrs. Marable. You know what happens though when you sleep in bed with your wife? You get more fucking kids. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> That's true. You need more alcohol. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, see, it's, it's a deadly sign. I don't know how many kids he's got, but I'm saying a couple more. They're pumping his stomach in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that I beat up on Marable, uh, let's see here. This oh, week. Thank, oh. Thanks, by the way, you bastard, for those uh, theater posters. Those, those rock. I should have shouted out you a while back, but thanks a lot for those. Are you thinking Marable or just some guy named Bastard? No. <laughs> Marable. Old, old dirty bastard. Marable, Marable, oh, Marable. I thought he was dead. Yeah. No, he sent me, uh, he sent me some theatrical posters from the original trilogy, Star Wars. Nice. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're in really good shape. They're awesome. I just haven't had a chance to hang them up yet. But I uh, I meant to say thanks a while back, but I forgot because I suck. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> well, you're never on. I know, man. Fucking summer and kids got baseball I know. and fucking I, back problems yeah. and see more alcohol and then goddamn kids. I know. And writing up excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I get busy it takes, with that. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> it just takes a while. It just yeah. takes a while. Well, you can't use the same one twice in a row. You get suspect. That's true. <laughs> You're like Ferris Bueller <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Grace! Without the cool factor. Uh, yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah, I accept what I am. You're more like Cameron with a lazy eye. <laughs> that is perfect! Because he's always trying to get out of shit. That is perfect. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this week we're going to be – I'm, I'm really happy to have Frank and Jacob here. Uh, we're going to be talking about Independence Day Resurgence, uh, the sequel to the 1996 film Independence Day. Uh, there will be spoilers throughout. So I'm going to play our good old spoiler warning. This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dickhole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. All right. So, uh, you know what? Before I read uh, the synopsis and all that other bullshit, I got an email here from Michael Glenn uh, in which he uses Bill Pullman's uh, speech from the first Independence Day film. So... Oh, we get a lot of plagiarism in our emails. I know. It's like Mike, <laughs> Michael Glenn. Here he goes. Here's, here's Michael Glenn's five seconds of fucking fame. Is it five or 15? I'll give him 15. Yeah, 15. Yeah. Good morning, Leftovers. In less than one hour, the show may get to the advertised content, and listeners from here will join others from around the world, and will be launching the largest podcasting <laughs> battle in this history of mankind. Can a sequel 20 years later be a Tupperware? Leftovers, that word should have a new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests that we don't need Will Smiths. Perhaps it's fate that today is the June 22nd, and you will once again be listening to our freedom, not from tyranny, Brian, oppression of Jake loving Funko Pop, or persecution of Jay's laugh but from humiliation. We're watching for our right to toss, taste, or Tupperware. And should we like this the, this movie, the day, 23rd of June, will no longer be known as ID2 Day, but as a day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the cinema. We will not talk about pop culture with our starting... I'm getting bored with this already. Yeah, me too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I'm trying to be nice to this guy because he took like time out of his day to fucking write this shit. But I'm also wanting to blow my goddamn brains out. <laughs> Michael Glenn's pulling the fucking trigger on this shit, isn't he? Yeah, for real. I know. He, ah, here He's we like go. Dr. Kevorkian of emails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we will not talk about pop culture without, a, without starting a fight. We're going 
going to bitch. We're going to tear this movie a new asshole. Today, we are watching Independence Day 2. Welcome to Earth. Uh, thanks, Michael. So... Thank wow, you, Michael. Yeah, nice. yeah, good, yeah. good shit, man. You know what? <laughs> Don't laugh, Harmon. We'll be insincere. I'm gonna no, take... I actually thought that was one of the better emails lately. Really? It's a low bar. There was there was a lot of effort behind that email. You're just you're a nice guy. <laughs> you're, I've been told that. You are. You're a nice guy. <laughs> all right, we're gonna walk all over harm in this episode, gentlemen. I'm kidding. Uh, synopsis for Independence Day resurgence. We always knew they were coming back after Independence Day redefined the event movie genre. The next epic chapter delivers global spectacle on an unimaginable scale using recovered alien technology the nations of earth have collaborated on an immense defense program to protect the planet but nothing can prepare us for the aliens advanced and unprecedented force only the ingenuity of brave men and women can bring our world back from the brink of extinction (laughs) it's directed by roland emmerich uh written by nicholas wright that's crazy. His last name is Wright, and he's writing shit. <laughs> he was born for that job. <laughs> he was. It's like in the name. <laughs> All right. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it stars uh, Liam Hemsworth as Jake Morrison. Jeff Goldblum as David Levinson. Uh, Jesse T. Usher as Dylan Hiller. Bill Pullman as President Whitmore. Uh, Micah Monroe as Patricia Whitmore. Celia Ward as President Lanford. Uh, William Fichter as General Adams. Uh, Judd Hirsch as Julius Levinson. Uh, Brent Spiner uh, as uh, Dr. Brackish Oaken, Patrick St. Esprit as Secretary of Defense Tanner, Vivica A. Fox as uh, Jasmine Hiller, uh, Diobia Aparai as Dikimbe Umbutu. Independence Day has a runtime of 120 minutes and an estimated budget of $165 million. And what I found out about this movie fucking blew my fucking mind. This is the only movie I think ever that the screening for the press and for the critics the 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 critic screening was the day after the movie was in theaters wow (laughs) i don't think it's ever been done before that's balls it's a bad sign for a movie when you do that i mean usually it's like maybe the day before If, if like fantastic four when that thing came out it was like maybe the day of or something or the day before, but not the day after. Yeah, they want to collect their day one sales yeah, before no they shit. get what the critic that? reviews. Exactly. Well, that is nuts. So, uh, wow. guys, we're, we're going to go ahead and uh, rate Independence Day Resurgence. I'm going to start off with uh, Mr. Frank Hammer. So we got to do the... Uh, oh, the rating system. Yeah, that thing. Harmon can't hear the fucking thing anyway. <laughs> the hell am I supposed to rate it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I hope you would know by now. Maybe. (laughs) The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. Toss it, taste it, Tupperware. Frank Hammer, you saw it. Where did you see it, man? I saw it yesterday afternoon in 2D. 2D, yeah. All right, what do you think about Independence Day Resurgence? I came in with no expectations. Uh, I tried not to because of, you know, the age differential and the possible nostalgia factor. And I really like the original film. Um, What would you rate the original? 
I'd rate the original a Tupperware because from beginning to end, it tells a complete story and there's buildup and drama and loss and then a triumphant moment at the end. This uh, was very much like a cookie cutter sequel. They used pretty much the same formula and, and, and even some of the same like tactics against against the aliens and it just it just didn't hit anywhere near the same for me. Uh, if, it was so predictable, in fact, that I knew when I had to get up and go to the bathroom that it, as soon as one action sequence felt like it was over, I knew I had some fucking time to get up and go mm-hmm. and be all right and not miss anything. And, and sure as shit, I came back right when fucking Bill Pullman was doing the uh, same thing Brent Spiner did in the first film, having his neck fucking choked and talking for the alien. Mm-hmm. So with the exception of a slight twist in the end, it didn't feel anywhere near as fun as the original. I wasn't anywhere near as emotionally invested. The action sequences were good. Uh, I didn't hate it. I'm going to give it a taste it, but it's going to be about as low a taste it as what I could possibly give it without it being a toss it because I probably wouldn't turn it off if it was on TV somewhere down the road. I'll never purposely watch it again, but it very low taste it for me. Okay. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go next. I never go first or i always go last right yeah yeah like who saved the best for last oh, brian's so great no i'm gonna go second fuck it right let's hear it all right i'm gonna i'm tossing this movie um i i, I felt like it was it was very boring what yeah. do you rate the first movie oh uh taste it taste okay. it to high taste it okay. um it, it's a it's uh it's not definitely not a toss it that first one was uh it, it wasn't as mind blowing for me as some people mm-hmm. um i like for me like movies in the 90s that blew me away were um terminator 2 judgment day uh the matrix mm-hmm. um i don't put this in that elite class but i understand it has its place with some people mm-hmm. but for me it just didn't so um this one was it bored me to tears there it just bored me to tears i i was literally in the theater just like yawning at certain points like um there there, there's one time where i i like every time brent spiner was on the screen i was like he's great he is so good at this Mm -hmm. and i i i didn't care as much for like even the older characters they didn't even pull me in like I, I started liking that. Uh, what's that new guy's name? Um, the guy from Africa or whatever, the warlord. The, oh, I know you're talking. I don't remember about his name, but yeah. I know who you're talking about. I, yeah. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was. Good. I, I really enjoyed him. He was, and I was like, God, give me more of that guy. Give me more Brent Spiner. Um, See, they paired him though with the, the with the loser dude that couldn't do anything right. And I hated that relationship at first, but I think at the end it was like actually a fun relationship. One of the only fun relationships in this movie. The guy that they got to replace Will Smith. Or whatever his son, yeah. so boring. It's like I'm thinking to myself, like so boring. Like, you, like Will Smith. Oh my god! Like, his he's like he's awesome, but he oozes like, charisma. He oozes yeah. charisma, but like I don't, I don't know. Like this was just the wrong sperm that hit the egg. <laughs> like this, this one is just like no. Like it should have been Michael B. Jordan, right? Yes, that would have made a lot yes. more sense. I mean, yeah. such a great actor. This guy was just boring as fuck. And I, like, that's your replacement for Will Smith is this guy. And it didn't even feel like he was the replacement. It felt like more of like Liam Hemsworth's movie. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. I, I don't think he can carry this movie either. No. But I I think he did better than the other dude. So I'm, I'm tossing it, man. I, 
the, some of the special effects were fantastic. It, it, it made me think to myself, like when I saw the the spaceship landing and shit, I was just thinking, okay, you know what? I think we're about five years away. And I'm thinking this in the theater. I'm not thinking about the fucking movie. I'm thinking we're about five years away from getting Unicron in a, in a Transformers movie. <laughs> we're getting close. Mm-hmm. We're getting close. Yeah. But I'm not like invested in the movie and the characters. It's mindless action. And you can say, yeah, mindless action, man. You're, you're wanting too much out of it. But in the flip side, it wasn't fun either. And the first Independence Day had elements of fun. This did not have elements of fun in it. And I didn't like it. And I'm going to toss it. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, Harmon, what did you think? You know, I really, really enjoyed the original Independence Day. Uh, for me, that movie's a Tupperware. It's got a lot of great, you know, I put that movie in. I go back to being a kid. But this movie, I sat down. I didn't have a lot of expectations going in. And uh, it's good because I would have been disappointed. This movie's a, a low, low taste it. There's there's not much worth seeing except for Brett Spiner and for the uh, the warlord there and I think that would actually be a cool story for them to do like a comic spinoff of, um, but the movie itself it was boring like it just didn't hold my interest. There were some good scenes in there, but for the most part it was a snorefest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake, Ouch. So, so we got we got two low taste that's in a toss. Yep. Yeah. I um, just right off the bat, I'm also tossing this movie. Yeah, this this movie was terrible to me. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, Brian, I, Brian, you pretty much echoed what I'm going to say. The characters were so stale. Yeah, there was zero charisma in any of these characters. Oh my god! When, hold on, Sp- like we said, spoilers, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, when Vivica Fox died. Oh, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> I laughed. I did too. I did too. I'm not supposed to be laughing there. <laughs> That was probably the worst death I've ever seen. Like the slow motion fall. <laughs> you barely get a reaction from her son, and then they like they're just like you know what you know what basically you know what that that scene meant. You know what that scene said it was like. All right, fuck you. You're out of here. Have fun making Sharknado movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The characters completely stale. The dialogue was fucking corny as all get out. There were so many corny fucking lines <laughs> between the it's it's Fourth of July. Let's show them some fireworks right. and just countless bullshit like that. Right. Uh, the story was completely convoluted and super tropey. Um, I mean, we'll get into the meat of the movie later, but yeah. it's like, oh no, we thought we had an hour, or we thought we had four hours, but we only have an hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's like action movie super tropey. Um, I agree that Brent Spiner was the only character I gave a fuck about. Yes, yes. Um, even Jeff Goldblum was almost a self-parody of Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Like, just doing the Jeff Goldblum thing. Usually I love this guy, but in this, I was just like, ugh, yawn. Yeah. I Just, there were so many fucking plot holes and inconsistencies with the stuff going on. When his dad shows up at the end of the movie, yeah. so ridiculous so in that So ridiculous. So ridiculous. I just, and I... <laughs> Um, confession, I hate the first Independence Day. Oh, no, that's fine. I can't fucking stand it. It's it, it's a toss it for me. I, I've just I've never liked it. I think this movie's even worse. Ju- no, justify that because people are gonna they might come at you like, why the fuck didn't you like the first one? I feel like it's the same thing, but not quite as bad. At least it has some charisma. Like Jeff Goldblum's at his peak at this point. Will yeah. Smith is you know great and everything. Right. Just the story is just so stupid to me. Like uh, Will Smith's punching the alien, and it's just a big special effects bonanza mm-hmm. with no real meat. Like. 
You know, it's like a taco with no meat. Yeah. It's just kind of, eh, it's super stale to me. It's about a half an hour too long. You know, it's like two hours and 40 minutes, I think, that first one, and I'm just... One of the, one of the complaints that I... And we can just... Let's just jump into yeah, it. Yeah, Is that cool? One of the complaints that I always had about the first one is, like, we never really got to know too much about the aliens themselves. Yes. And this movie wants to correct that course. Like, that's what they're trying to do. We're, like, learning all about these aliens. And, like, what I'm finding out is, like... Nothing interesting. Yes. Yeah. You know, nothing interesting about these aliens. They they just go around and they and they take over each planet by taking out the core of that planet. Yeah, they take their magma. Right, and then power their ship and then they move on to the next one. And it's just that that's what they are. They're just like almost like a almost like a virus or something. Yeah. Yes. Like an intergalactic parasite. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, uh, I thought it would have been a lot, it's just a lot better just to to flesh out the aliens a lot more than what they did. I think the conversations that they had with the aliens could, could have been way more interesting than what they actually were. For real, like, let's hear about why they became, why are they going and destroying all these other planets for their own use? Like, why are they so uncaring about other life forms and other civilizations? It's kind of like they put just enough effort in to want to try to leave the door open for sequels if this did well enough. They've already planned, they had already planned for a trilogy. This is another one of those, um, the franchises that before this movie came out, they said, we're doing a trilogy. Yeah. They're basically saying, we have confidence in this. We're going to do another trilogy. Now, are they going to get another trilogy? I, I don't, I, uh, not another trilogy, but a trilogy. I, it doesn't look like it. I mean, they got destroyed by Dory. This week, and Dory's in its second week, right? right? Yes, that's correct, that's correct. This is like an example, like the worst lazy writing imaginable. They they took like cookie cutter cutouts of the original characters and tried to put new actors in those roles Mm -hmm. and give them flimsy, half-assed relationships with one another that didn't hold up at all. Harmon, what what did you think about the... the relationship between Liam Hemsworth's character and Will Smith's son's character, like the, how they had like this past beef, like did that ever really come across to you? Like why these guys really hated each other? Like I understand like the whole, the whole like uh, putting one's life in danger, to, but but it took a while to get to that, right? Yeah. See, to me, their relationship almost felt like two high school friends who had beef with each other. If that makes sense. Um they were just so bland, the characters themselves. Yeah. And neither one of them could hold this movie on their own. And I don't think they held it together either. Do you remember when Liam Hensworth was watching? Okay, so basically like he, him and – I can't even remember Will Smith's, his, Will Smith's son's name. No, me neither. Me I neither. can't even remember his name. I'm just going to call him Will Smith's son. <laughs> his, actual na- his actual son's the, name, Jaden? No. Frank, the, what the fuck? Well, no. Talking about this fucking movie. All I know is his last name's Harrison. That's all I fucking know. It's, I think it's, I don't even think it's Harrison. I think it's Hiller or something. Hiller, yeah, Hiller, you're right. Yeah, no, See, you don't right. know shit. <laughs> no, I don't! I never said I did. <laughs> so go back and I want you to retract your statement that the only thing I know is his last name's Harrison, and I want you to retract it, okay. and I want you to replace it with, guess what? My name's Frank Hammer, I don't know shit. <laughs> his, his last name's Hiller, and I know that now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, Frank. I know. You know, um, th- but the thing is, it's like, like, the, the, re- with, uh, I forgot, I forgot, I lost my train of thought here. I feel like one of the writers on this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but like, um, 
the relationship, like the relationship between, uh, I think they forced that tension between those two characters. Like they really forced it. Like at first, I didn't know like why these characters had tension at all. Yeah, and then I guess they show. Later on, Liam Hemsworth is sitting down and watching. We see a, the footage. The footage, but the footage looked like a simulator. It did. It yeah. did. But when they looked at when 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 they did a, when they panned over and they showed a shot of like the jet that they were in, it looked fake. It looked very CG. I was like, is he mad at him over a simulation that could have that that you know. Or was this like a real field exercise? Were they really in the field? I was confused at that point. I'm, I'm, I'm because the CG was so bad. You put so much thought into it. I <laughs> the, the whole thing was so tropey. Like the moment um, Will Smith Judd shows up and punches Liam Hemsworth, I'm like, okay, these two are going to get along by the end of the movie and yeah. save each other's lives multiple times. And now we're supposed to give a fuck more about that later because they have so much animosity now. It's like the same yeah. thing with uh, Jeff Gold. Bloom and that female scientist he was paired with at the beginning. Yeah. They were fighting and I had the same feeling about them. I'm like, they're going to make out in the end. And yeah. sure as fuck. Yeah, same thing with um, Will, or not Liam Hemsworth's partner and his attraction to the uh, Asian pilot mm-hmm. that shows up. Yeah. There's so many, like, the first half an hour Liam of the movie. Hemsworth's attraction to her. His partner. His, his partner. Oh, his partner. Uh, yeah. There's so many, like, the first half an hour of this movie is just setting up all the tropes that'll be paid off yeah. later. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that comes out of left field. Well, can we throw up air quotes when you say paid off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, can we talk about the beginning of the movie? I, yeah. One of the most ridiculous things about this movie was plot-wise was so this other show we, we, we learn about this outpost on the moon yeah. that's like a defense of the Earth. Right. So if the alien shows up, we've got kind of the first defense there on the moon. Yes. And this ping-pong-shaped ship shows up, Right. this other ship, and it just hovers there. Yeah. It does nothing, and then they deliberate, and mm-hmm. they finally blast the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. And um, then later on, you find out that this thing can, like, speak English. And it's like it had like 10 plus minutes to, like, say, hey, I'm the good guy. Don't shoot right. me. Like, it knows of the plight. Like, it knows of what happened in 1996. It knows it's there to give us a hand. It, it should know that because of what happened, if it just hovers there and does nothing, that we're going to blast the shit out of it. Was this whole movie anti-Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Can I just throw that out there? Is it not, like, obvious? Like, okay, we had a man, male pres- president. Oh, Things are going now. great. And then, then we got Madam President in there, and all shit goes to hell. I think right? she was probably one of the worst fucking actors in this film. Like, when she gave the order to fire, like, she tried to brace herself and look all strong. and like, I'm not, Hey, guys, I'm not trying to say anything against Hillary. That's No, what, you're just talking no, about, just this talking about this bitch. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, this movie, it felt like it was very, like, oh, as soon as a woman is in the office, she can't hold it down. She's making bad decisions. Yeah, she can't handle aliens. They even exactly. killed her ass off. Just that they blasted that ship without even, like... Nothing. And and, and Jeff Goldblum is, like, giving them sound advice. He's saying, this does not look like the alien technology that we've seen. This looks different. And she's just like, okay, you know what? Let's blast this ping pong ball out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. It's like 20 years later, they forgot the guy that saved their ass in the first place. Right. And then on top of that, if this thing's supposed to have so much advanced technology, it shows up in one shot, takes it down... Yeah, that's a little bit of a uh, hole. You know what? I, I'm also I'm gonna blame those aliens too. I blame I, the aliens too. Why weren't they commu- Why weren't they communicating? It's, it's say something. It's a bad entrance, right? Yeah, it is. It's a horrible entrance. You, you show up looking like Daft Punk Pac Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> you're a little intimidating. And uh, it's just like one of the, you know, like show up and have like a sign or something. Yeah, like, spray like, paint on your ship. So, yeah. White flag. <laughs> yeah, something. Something. I mean, something friendly. Hey, I'm here to help. Right. Here to help. <laughs> just I'm just going to ominously hover. Did, well, did they honestly think that humans would just, like, get on this ark and, like, go with them wherever they were going to go? And, like, how does this other planet that they're on support all the – how does that atmosphere support all these other different kinds of life? That's you think that, like, you know, there's got to be different gravity. There's got to be different, like, things in the air. Like – like, where is this fucking utopia planet where, like, all these different species that have been obliterated can just live in the same atmosphere? Or is it, like, Zootopia and you have different areas? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to know how that alien expected that to go. Like, what was the best case scenario <laughs> for that alien? Like, what was it expecting? Like, I, it just... It just the whole part just fucking boggled my mind. I could see Jake in the theater as soon as they blasted it. Jake stands up. They had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? They asked for it. They <laughs> totally did. <laughs> they made no effort. And it's not like we insta-blasted them. It's not like the second yeah. they showed up, within two seconds, we're blasting That's them. That's true. Like, we thought about it. I know. They're just there staring was... us down. Yeah. And yeah. It's, like, it's like the ultimate staring Who contest. First? Yeah, who's going to make a move? We're playing chicken? What the fuck? And is it is it too much to think that it's... It's like such a long shot that when this goes down, Liam Hemsworth's character's first thing he thinks of is like, I got to steal a ship and go get Jeff Goldblum. I got to bring him up here and look at this. Well, Je- you Jeff could Goldblum already- calls him. Yeah, he? Jeff Goldblum called him. Oh, he did? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm you must have peeing during that part. I might have been. Yeah, peeing right next to Mr. Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> peeing on the alien ship. <laughs> I had to make sure I had one hand on the dog and one hand in the air for the bird. Harmon, at this point in the movie, what are you thinking? Are you thinking, oh my God, we're in for a long ride? I might have been asleep by that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first 10 minutes! <laughs> oh, God. It. Like the whole thing with him, like, oh, I think you called a cab, uh, called a cab, or called a taxi. Another cheesy line. Yes. And then that the design of that alien that was coming down to save everyone. Yeah. It was so clean and just like such a stark contrast to the other aliens we've seen. And then that guy goes and touches it, and that, yeah, this movie didn't make any sense. <laughs> it was like the Geffen symbol, that alien. <laughs> <laughs> Geffen records. To start or something. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, oh, man. Uh, this is a mo- hard movie to talk about, when, guys. When it, the first thing I thought when this movie ended was, oh, man, we dedicated the whole episode to this. That's <laughs> what I was thinking, too. No, it's guys. It's going to be a short episode. No, 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 no. There's, this, this week is a two-parter. Oh, We're going to have episode 144, part one. I want to let everybody know this. This is part one, and part two, we're going to talk about the DC news that came out this week. But this is part one, so we got to try to st- stretch this out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the effects were good. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that was good. The effects were good. Yeah, the effects were good. Uh, it was so <laughs> predictable, though. Like, when they went to launch the first assault, like, you know it's going to fucking fail. And then, of course, when they try to take down the ship, they send somebody up its asshole inside with a bomb to blow it up. That was, like, from the first movie. The only thing that was any different was when the, the big alien queen came out afterward. Uh, you know, I'm even bored by, like, I'm even bored by the part where the mothership is landing and 
and like it's got its own gravitational pull. Yeah, nothing cool happened there. And it's just like all the same stuff that I've seen in other movies, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is 2012. This is Day After Tomorrow, and it's also, I just saw this like two years ago, or last year in San Andreas. Yeah. I'm just like, this is all the same h- horrific, world-destroying shit that I've seen. And it wasn't as good as in the original Independence Day, and even like right. movies like Armageddon. Like, yeah. like, the destruction wasn't exciting. Like, you really didn't get the feeling of, like, people, like, fleeing for their lives too mm-hmm. much. Like, they, they showed so little of that. Even War of the Worlds does this stuff better. Yeah. Like, it, it just... There was no remember, tension. Remember in the first Independence Day, um, it showed the people like on top of the rooftop of yeah. their signs. Yeah, yay, aliens. Yay, aliens. Yeah. And welcoming the aliens. And it had like the one girl from Saved by the Bell, the college years up there, and then she gets blown up. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So like none of that here. No. Like none of that here. Like that's fun and interesting stuff to see like how the world is now reacting to the aliens coming back. And, like, all we got was, like, the the classic, like, let's go around and look at the stereotypical people, where they are in their countries and what they look like in their countries, oh, yeah. <laughs> sitting around listening to their shortwave radios. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm in Scotland. I'm wearing a kilt. Oh. I- <laughs> <laughs> Did any more movies try so hard to be, like, scientifically correct? It, you know, like, as far as, like, gravity and, like, what would really happen I know, all because that. you got fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson coming out right. with fucking rebutted. Oh, here's what I thought about the science and gravity. I mean, <laughs> even given aside the size of the ship and it landing and all that shit, they had a boat in the ocean, like, a couple miles away or whatever from where they were drilling this mm-hmm. hole. Where'd the fucking water go? It'd be going down the fucking hole. It'd be getting evaporated or something, but they're just kind of sitting, hanging out. Measuring, drinking. Yeah, they're the only they're the only boat alive. Right, but that that would like make no fucking sense what, whatsoever. Oh, that that one boat. Yeah, were, were they a submarine or were they a boat? I think they were a, a boat. It was okay. a boat. Was and, a boat. And didn't they say that the blast itself that they were using to cut down to the Earth's core was like a mile wide on its own? Yeah, yes, it, was, yes. it was. It was much bigger than the first one, yeah. the first movie that they talked about. Well, I mean, water's going to go somewhere. Either it's going to get destroyed by the fucking blast itself, or it's going to go down the hole. So they'd be experiencing some kind of turbulent water instead of just kind of marking. Time. I'll be honest with you. I was just happy to hear that it was like not another device that was terraforming the earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, God, I've seen it in Man of Steel. I've seen it in Man of Steel. I've seen it in other movies like recently. Like everything's got like this terraforming bullshit and it's like even the show uh what was it? Defiance. The uh, earth yeah. got terraformed and stuff and it's just like, okay, all right, at least they're just trying to fucking rape us of our fucking magma core. That's cool. Yeah, they're like the v, they're like the V aliens, basically. Right. Every time they cut to that computer screen showing that countdown, I was just like slapping my head. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is so fucking stupid. I also hated the um, universe that this movie took place in. It really bothered me a lot. Like, it's like the first one took place in 1996. Yeah. And then we're led to believe that in the last 20 years, the entire world has been holding hands in harmony and singing Kumbaya because they've been united by the alien experience. I, I get that, though. I I, I, I I don't fucking buy it. 20 years is a long time. I get that. It, it's just like, I don't... Fuck this bullshit. It, while I do understand... For the story, I get it. Yeah. There's no starving kids in Africa anymore. There's no North Korea. There's but, no fucking Middle East. But it, even it's, then, it's inter- all, interpersonal relationships didn't fucking hold up. Like, I, the government didn't even trust Jeff Goldblum anymore. I didn't see a Middle Eastern guy on the computer screens saying whether or not we should blast the ping pong alien. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. So, I... <laughs> 
It's kind of, it's kind of, it's just, just some hippy dippy bullshit. I went along with it for the story. You know what I mean? Harmon, what do you think about this? I'm, I'm trying to think. I think my favorite part about the movie, one of my favorite scenes, cause there were some things that were okay. As cheesy as it was when they're like, oh, we got this truck, this radar truck that was supposed to go to the Smithsonian. And then they use the old technology <laughs> to, you know, track the ship. And I think they did that in like the first Transformers movies where they use the old computers to contact whoever. Like as tropey as that was, that looked cool. And there were some neat designs. Like the alien designs still look cool. Um, except for that new fucking Griffin logo alien. That thing was stupid. <laughs> but, but, uh, I don't know. It's just, and the, the whole thing, like with the whole world just holding hands. Yeah, that's not going to happen in a 20 year period. I give it um, five years max after oh, yeah, the alien invasion. And then someone's going to get a hair across their ass and, you know. Right. I, I thought it was stupid yeah. too, but I, I was just, I thought like in this universe, I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to go with it because we're not racing with the alien technology that we found. We're all just holding hands and sharing the alien technology. They kept saying throughout the entire movie that they expected the aliens to come back. So I thought it was like the world was being prepared that the bigger threat is still going to come back. It's not about us fighting each other at this point. We need to work together because the bigger threat, we know it's coming back. Throughout this entire movie, every character's talking about how those motherfuckers are coming back. Yeah. I wish it would have been the other way around. Then we, we wouldn't have got a sequel. <laughs> 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 but, but but unfortunately, they are coming back. Yeah. It's, that's what I took from it is that the whole world is like, hey, I still fucking hate you. <laughs> but you know what? I hate them more. So let's work together until they come back. Yeah. Then once we once they eliminate, then once we eliminate them, then we can get back to our Hatfield McCoy bullshit. It would have actually made it a lot more interesting movie if everybody would have fallen back into their old habits and then everybody would have had to get their shit back together again. I agree with Frank. I feel like it's still it's still a movie, and it's it's like a little bit more realistic and entertaining. And now you're now you're writing your own version of the movie. And I'm I it would I'm be talking, better. <laughs> I'm talking about like what the movie made me. Well, I know. Yeah. I just yeah. you said there wouldn't even be the sequel, but I, I think it could still be there without Hippy Dippy Land twenty years later. Yeah, they they could have done that. I, they could have done that. But like the whole like the theme at the end of the movie is like we are the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we are the children. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. holding fucking hands, and you you know like the whole world's united against this one evil. Uh, of course, the U.S. America, fuck yeah, America, fuck yeah, yeah. and one hot Asian girl, Randy Quaid's character, not mentioned one time, oh, not nope. mentioned one time. Nope. I know he's a fucking Looney Tune now, but they hate him that much that they don't even mention his character one time throughout this. Yeah, the other thing, and Bill Pullman's death. <laughs> what a what a. What a joke. Yeah. What a joke. Like, I, like, like, there are deaths in these, like, end of the, end of, like, you know, civilization fucking movies that just, like, tug at your heart. And I will say, Randy Quaid, this fucking, just this p- drunk pilot, that was awesome in the first one. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. Uh, fucking, uh, you know, uh, Armageddon, when Bruce Willis sacrifices himself so his daughter can be happy with, uh, Batfleck. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That's a fucking tearjerker. This was like, yeah. There was no Aerosmith music. Nothing. Nothing bad. Absolute. I felt nothing for a character that I did like in the first film, and here they are. They they kill him, and I don't care. I don't care. 
Another thing I just thought of too is after they blew apart that fucking ping pong alien ship. Uh, they were how many to, times are we going to talk about this goddamn ping pong <laughs> thing? <laughs> well, they were all ready to pop the corks on their fucking champagne and declare victory again. Like, okay, we took care of them. Let's keep going with the celebration. Like yeah, nothing had, else was coming. They had one ship. We, we won. I uh, hope. Yep, smacked her ass down. What were they thinking? They were thinking twenty years later they're just going to come back with a ping pong <laughs> ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we won. God, it's so stupid. Oh, man. Can we take a break? You want to take a break? Yes. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, Independence Day resurgence, the final battle uh, with the uh, the Queen Alien, and uh, then give our final thoughts on this movie. Um, they really they really used uh, these exoskeletons quite a bit uh, in the final moments of this movie. Yeah, you mean yeah. the aliens ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah. Was that that was something that they touched on in the first movie a little bit? Yeah, we knew that they were inside exoskeletons. Yeah. I remember the action figure series from 1996 had right. the exoskeletons and the aliens outside of them. Yeah, like, didn't they cut the exosuit open on screen and then you could see the guy inside? Yeah, I think in that the first happened one? in the first one. Yeah, yeah, I think it did. Hey, one one thing. I'm, let's take it back a little bit. Brent Spiner comes back as the the doctor or whatever the fuck the scientist guy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, no, no, like muscle atrophy at all, right? Yeah, after yeah, 20, years, 20 years. 20 years, and he just shoots right up. Yeah, I mean, he does basically a fucking, uh, uh, crunch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right there. I'm like, whoa, his abdominal muscles are just incredible for a guy that's been asleep for 20 years, and he's up and walking around after that. I'm just like, there's no, like, kill Bill moment where he's gotta, like, move the pinky, like, the, the big fat, toe yeah wiggle his toe around it's just like no muscle atrophy at all he doesn't need to lean on his buddy to walk for the first couple steps (laughs) nothing absolutely nothing also the ping pong alien is smart enough to bring him out of his coma to help yeah not smart enough to do anything else right (laughs) it's funny like uh the what the the guy that's deciphering like all the alien uh uh script and uh is the the warlord the warlord the warlord from Africa has been studying like ancient alien symbols or something? Yeah, smart guy, smart guy. I was confused by that because he said they fought him for ten years in a ground war, but everybody else was like all hail and peace and shit, and they don't talk about it at all except for him. Yeah, that was that was kind of confusing to me too. Yeah. D- apparently, there were still aliens left on the Earth that they were mm-hmm. they were in some war with or whatever. Doesn't this movie just? I don't know if you guys have even seen this movie, but doesn't this like movie just seem like Terminator Genesis? Like like they really wanted to kick off something new, and they just totally just 
in my opinion, failed on every level, and I it's just like I haven't watched that yet. I, I know, but, but I get the point. You get the point I'm making, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like this is going to kick off like a whole new trilogy, and it really didn't. It just like it failed, like the whole reboot of the not reboot, but like the sequel of the franchise. And they kind of proposed that the next one will be like them taking the fight to the aliens, taking the fight to the aliens, which to me yeah. takes away. All of the charm from the whole Independence Day. If we're not seeing like Earth getting blasted by these aliens, uh, did it work for you in this film, though? No, no. no. I mean, but the, the, okay. I'm yeah. I'm going to compare this to The Force Awakens because like The Force Awakens had a lot of like the elements from the original Star Wars film in it. But mm-hmm. what it did right. Uh, in my opinion, was you fell in love with the new characters. Yeah, they had charisma. Yeah, right. we, I fell in love with limited screen time. I still fell in love with Poe. Mm-hmm. I loved Finn, loved Ray. I even loved Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah, me too. And see, here, I got none of that. Uh, I, I don't know the characters' names. And I, they don't, of course, it's not Star Wars. So it's not like you're going to have, like, each character gets, like, their individual poster with their name. And people are, aren't paying that much attention. Yeah. But if you pay enough attention to detail with characters you'll fall in love with everybody remembers will smith his character in that oh, first yeah. film mm-hmm. everybody remembers jeff goldblum nobody remembers i don't remember liam hemsworth's name in this i don't remember will smith's son's name in this no i don't no. <laughs> they're so forgettable that's what like the force awakens got right was the new characters passing that torch down do you guys think that Will Smith could have helped this movie? Jake, I don't even think I need to ask you this question. Yes. The, the answer is no for you, right? I think Will Smith could have helped. You tossed the first film. Uh, how in the world could Will Smith help this it, movie? It, it would have been better. Okay. I think I mean, it was smart to avoid it. I don't think Will Smith is the reason I, I don't toss Independence Day 1 because I hate Will Smith. I just feel oh, like, I'm not saying that, yeah. but I'm just like, well, uh, I'm like, if you didn't like the first movie that had the guy that everybody loved in the first movie, yeah. how is having him come back again going to save this movie? I don't think it's going to save the movie, but I think it's going to be a better movie. See, that's the thing. It's like for other people, though, Jake, yeah. like it's not about Will like, – like the question is like they loved Will Smith in that movie. Yeah. So maybe they think that Will Smith could have saved this movie. Like that's the missing ingredient in this. <laughs> Because I loved the first Independence Day movie. I'm that guy. I loved it. That's what this movie was missing. Like, he was the missing ingredient. Yeah. I mean, smart move by Will Smith to do Suicide Squad and stay the fuck out of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Harmon? I don't think Will Smith's presence would have made much of a difference in this movie. This thing was a train wreck from the start. And I don't know. There could have been some cool scenes with Will Smith, depending on how they wrote him in. But he definitely would not have saved this movie by any means. Did you guys get the feeling that there was like a lot of, a, a lot of stuff that they left out of this movie? Like, like the overall cut is a lot longer and there's a lot of stuff that we're missing. Yeah. I felt that it I, could be. I, I felt that. I think they, I think this movie went through heavy cuts. I do too. It felt like it, that it just felt like there's a lot of cuts in this movie. And it's like, Maybe even if the movie would have been longer, mm-hmm. maybe if they would have left some of that stuff in, the movie would have been a little bit more cohesive cohesive, and the story would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the, there's not much to work with, uh, with the whole – what more can you expand on with what the aliens are there to do? I'm talking – like, well, we just, we just watched Warcraft recently. Yeah. They left like a good half hour out of that movie. Yeah. You know, it's like maybe leave that stuff in, I guess. Maybe it makes a little bit more sense. I mean – 
it just felt like it was bouncing all over the place. And I felt like this felt like it was bouncing all over the place too. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I don't know if another half an hour of footage of not so great acting from Will Smith's son and Liam Hemsworth is actually going to make me care for those characters. Yeah, that's a good point too. <laughs> it seems like all the half-assed storylines that they had going in and out of this thing, even if they did flesh them out, mm-hmm. it would have just been more of a snore fest. Hmm. I'm just saying like, 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 uh, leaving out you know certain story elements you know what i mean it's like keeping those in and then maybe the story would have made more sense yeah i feel like the story it wasn't that it didn't make sense it's that it was stupid yeah yeah (laughs) like i understood it and understood that it was stupid i wasn't confused by what was happening are you saying that the people that enjoyed this movie like stupid shit uh, because I mean, even if I am saying that, saying that, I don't fault that. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's the formula for the reason that I like Michael Bay Transformers movies. Yeah. Like in that instance, I do enjoy the stupid shit. But yeah, I feel but at like, least you can laugh at the stupid shit. Like yeah. the only time I laughed at the stupid shit in this movie was when Vivica Fox was falling to her death. Yes. Yes. I was just like, oh my god, that's hilarious. I'm laughing in the theater <laughs> at yeah. that point. Yeah, I haven't laughed that hard on an on-screen death since uh, Green Lantern's dad died. <laughs> yeah. Um let's talk about the final battle with like the queen alien. Yeah. Um what I mean, what did you think? I mean, the special effects were they cool? Jake, what did it look like in the IMAX 3D? It looked good. The, spe- the 3D was good, the special effects were good. Again, it's just the story is just stupid. Mm-hmm. Like when they have the whole our sh- our alien ships don't work anymore and we're just gonna have to free fall it and everything like that made no sense because after the free fall they put their engines on and fly away yeah and i was like i thought the whole purpose of what was going on here was you were just falling and shooting and trying to stop this thing did anybody else want jeff goldblum to say must go faster when they were running away from her in the bus <laughs> you wanted to throw back to jurassic park, park. Mm-hmm. yeah i would have groaned at that yeah. <laughs> i was hoping for it i needed something right then I love the shot where they show the stop sign on the bus get torn off. Yeah. That was yeah. one of the better shots that of the was movie, good. actually. That was actually good. I, I, I love the space battle in this one, too. Yeah. I really did. It I looked beautiful. It looked yeah, it really looked good. good. I was impressed. Um, more of that. Absolutely more of that in this movie I thought would have been great. I was impressed by the CG. It was one of the few ones that didn't look like a cheesy knockoff video game. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the the like the like modified ships for our forces. Yeah. The jets that had alien tech with them. Those were really cool design. Don't you think that this movie would have been a lot better um, had they set... And I know this is kind of kind of like a ripoff, but if they would have set up more of kind of like a uh, uh, Maverick and Iceman relationship... Between uh, uh, Will Smith's son and uh, Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, I felt like Liam Hemsworth really wanted to be the Top Gun character. Well, don't you feel like if they would have done that a little bit more, it would have been kind of cool to watch these two, like, as they're flying in space, trying to kill, like, these aliens and shit? It would have made it a lot more fun. I agree. I think yeah. we need to recast those roles at that point, yeah. though. Yeah, and just have them, like, okay, like, competing against each other in the ship saying, okay, I've taken out three, and then all of a sudden, like, Liam Hemsworth, he's like, well, I've knocked out six. Yeah. And right, then just yeah. get pissed off. Like, really, if you're going to have tension between these two, have it be competitive and fun. I felt like there was none of that. And uh, with as amazing as those space battles looked, 
there was just really nothing else going on to make them more fun and get you engaged in it. I feel like the, even in that case, though, that's where we need the Michael B. Jordan or we need yes, someone right. with charisma. Yes. Like I, I'm thinking of the exchange between Hemsworth and Will Smith's son where he's like, I'll thank you. You can thank me later. And he's like, I'll thank you now. And it's just so <laughs> yeah. stiff. Yeah, it's like, bad. There's no humor in it whatsoever. I'd gladly trade more fleshed out stuff like what you guys are talking for any of the stuff with Jeff Goldblum's dad and the kids and the bus. That was all throwaway bullshit. The Jeff Goldblum's dad and the kids yeah. and stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, that was just it was it had nothing to it. Like okay, they're orphan. It didn't mean anything. You're it was right. Wasted screen kind time. Kind of kind of a throwaway story there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. When he showed up, he didn't have anything important he had to no. tell him. He just got there. No, I mean, basically, it's like, okay, we got Judd Hirsch back. We got to give him something to do. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like he was bitter about his son not having time for him and missing last Thanksgiving. Yeah. And his whole mission was to just first one? meet up with his dad again. You're, you're completely right, Frank. He had no important information to tell him once they had, like, connected with him again. Yeah. yeah. Other than, you've been a bad son. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Harmon, do you want to chime in on anything? You know, at the end of the movie, they're they're talking about how the, the space ball alien there was telling them that the the humans have the, to lead the, 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 the space genital. <laughs> yeah, that it ship says, is called the Tupac. Right? <laughs> and it's decided that the humans have to lead this huge battle to the the front lines against these aliens. If this movie gets that that third part of this trilogy, are we going to get all those other alien races working with the humans in this, like, Star Trek-type fashion? Because if we get that, like, it could look cool, but if it's got the same type of story like this is, it's, ugh. Can we it's be, not looking good for the future. Can we just be honest with ourselves that this is not going to get a sequel? I hope it doesn't. Yeah, I hope it doesn't either. I mean, I it, hope it doesn't. It'll be one of those things where Paramount will say that, you know, like, uh they'll say that they're behind it or whatever and then it'll just turn into another fantastic four where it'll go nowhere um i don't even know how this is doing internationally no i don't even know if they'll let this air in china yeah because it has yeah. like so many weapons and stuff like that and yeah everything. yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this needs this needs the international market to even survive i yeah. agree i agree um what about i'll be honest with you like i thought like the queen alien I thought she looked cool on stage, but it, uh, on on the screen, excuse me. I thought she looked cool, but on the flip side, I just thought it was kind of dumb. She had her own force field that they had to blow up. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome, right? <laughs> She's, that exoskeleton really was equipped well. It really was. <laughs> I was really impressed that she had like her own little shield and shit. <laughs> oh, this movie! I and I guess like if you just shoot the shield enough. Yeah. It eventually takes it down. Yeah, it didn't work for the big ship. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, they hit the big ship with, like, nuclear warheads, and it didn't do anything. <laughs> right. You shoot that shield enough with some lasers, and it'll go down. <laughs> yeah, if you just focus in on one spot on that fucking shield, it knocks out the whole shield. Yeah, it had, like, a balding spot on the top of it that they were <laughs> able to, like, right. penetrate. Yeah. Oh, this movie. Oh, boy. It's like yeah. sperm. Only takes one. Yeah, I, I, I toss this. And, uh, the only, the only performance I Tupperware, in my honest opinion, is Brent Spiner. He is what held this whole thing together. Even it, I just, I still taste it. 
No, I Tupperware his performance. Okay, okay. I th- there were times where he had me cracking up. Yeah, yeah. I, I the only times I laughed out loud and I felt like any connection to any character in this was Brent Spiner, even though he had no muscle atrophy at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake had much r- muscle atrophy after the movie. He felt like he couldn't get up. Yeah, I had to have someone help me out. <laughs> when the credits hit on this at the end, I, I walked out. I didn't even bother to me Google either. whether or not there's another seat or me anything. Either. I was like, I'm out of here. Yep, I was the first one out. I was like, I don't care if there's a post credit scene or not. Yeah. I stayed. There was not. <laughs> Loser. Oh, you poor guy. Yeah. What'd your kid think of this, Frank? He didn't even like it all that much. He gave it like a average rating also. Oh, nice. Mm. Mm. Just curious if the younger set was entertained by this at all. Yeah. Nah. He didn't he didn't have the nostalgic benefit of, you know, seeing the first one. He's mm. never seen it. He wants to see the first one now that he's seen this because he thought it looked cool, but he thought it was just okay. Good maybe, way to kill Maybe that's afternoon. the way to do it. Is like if you haven't seen the first one, which is superior. Right. Maybe it's like watch this one and then the palate cleanser is the original. I, I wouldn't even really go that just far. I just tell your save son, yourself the money, watch the original. Tell home. your son it's just a really long extended flashback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that would work. He's hey. pretty smart. He didn't like Batman v Superman either. Oh. Let's, uh, yeah, you toss that too. Yeah. yeah. This is still a low taste it for me because the action sequences. Oh, man. Batman v Superman was way better than this. It was. Yeah, it God. Was. Don't was. make me admit that. God it damn it. Batman v Superman Jesus. was better than this. It was My way- whole system's now fucked up. <laughs> yeah, if I'm rating on the curve, then Batman v Superman is a pure taste it. Batman v Superman is still a taste it for me. It's still a taste it for me. I think I had way too high expectations going in on that one. Really? That's, that's After probably, I knocked that movie before it came out. I wasn't thrilled about it either, but still, with it being Batman yeah. and Superman on screen, I expected more. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I actually thought the battle between the two was okay. The battle was about the only good until thing. it got to Martha, and then yeah. and then I was out. <laughs> yeah. Are we best friends? Um, I, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna conclude this part. But I wanted you and uh, Harmon to be able to talk. We're gonna talk about something completely other than Independence Day Resurgence. I want you guys to be able to have time to talk about because uh, we're not gonna have an, an official good pop bad pop right. section this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, we might have like a little something. Uh, in our next uh, part two of this, but I want you guys to be able to have a moment to talk about Overwatch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. All yeah, right. So, I like it. Uh, that's a new uh, a new video game that the kids are playing these days. That, oh yeah. That Grandpa Brian knows nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot different than what's currently available. Um, it, it's a hero based first person shooter, and the, the, where it differentiates itself from things like Destiny and Call of Duty and and uh, Battlefield, things like that, is each character has their own abilities and unique purpose in the game. Very much that, uh, so that th- there's a counter for every character class. It's like rock, paper, scissors. And, um, th- there's, uh, what, like five, uh, I think, uh, per class. Isn't that right, Jacob? Yeah, it's five per class. Yeah, and they're all so unique and so different. Um, but like, uh, there, there's unlimited ammo and, uh, it, it's very strategic. It's not based on like how many kills that you get. Uh, every game is objective based and it, it's just absolutely amazing. I myself play it on PS4 and Jake, you play it on, Jacob, you play it on a uh, computer, right? Yeah, currently I'm running it on PC. Uh, I'm going to pick it up for PS4 since my computer doesn't run it the best. But, uh, yeah, this game has been so much fun. I've got a bunch of friends that play it. 
and I mean, it's put out by Blizzard, who everyone knows Blizzard for putting out World of Warcraft and Diablo. And, and Hearthstone. Yep. And Hearthstone. Yeah. Kind of a funny thing about that is uh, every match starts off and you're like in this staging area, like your home base or whatever. And uh, on some of the computer screens, you can see games of Hearthstone being played. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. But and before we even like get into the game, just the just the aesthetic, the overall style of the game is beautiful. There's so many great different characters to choose from. Uh, the character that I I mainly play as, her name is May. And she's, uh, she's like this Arctic kind of like Asian character. She's got this big like first coat on. Um, and then the, the other character I play a lot is named McCree and he's this old West cowboy, but he's got this belt buckle that says Bamf on it. <laughs> um, and, uh, the, the way that it works for, for PC, the controls are awesome. You have your left, your, your left mouse button does your main weapon. Uh, the right mouse button does uh, some sort of secondary attack. And then there's a few other attacks you can do or special abilities. Um, and then there's an ultimate attack. And every character, their whole move sets are all different. And it just uh, plays so nice. And if you get a good team together and you have, you know, your two offensive, your tank, your support, and a defender, you've got a hell of a team. And if you're all smart about how you play it, it, it can get some really good matches. One of the things I like about it is, is even if you're not really good at first person shooters, like you suck at like doing headshots and shit like I do, um, the headshots matter, but not as much as what they do in other games, but there are also support roles too, to where you can concentrate on doing nearly nothing but healing. Uh, on, uh, the defensive end, I like to play as Lucio or Mercy, and her super is, Mercy's super is she can actually resurrect teammates. And uh, I've gotten a couple of plays of the game. They've updated it to where you can get defensive plays of the game and things like that, where I've brought back three or four teammates trying to capture a point after somebody totaled them. And then uh, as far as, like, offense, I play as Reaper a lot. And so I'm joining, like, other 13-year-old boys as far as, like... Oh, Frank, it- stop right there. <laughs> stop. This is not that kind of show. That's what all... <laughs> Shut up. That's what all the 13-year-old boys pick. Joining 13-year-old boys. <laughs> Wow. Why is it you're quiet until the talk of 13-year-old boys comes up? Hey, guys, I got... Because he's trying to save the podcast. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I got tons of video games, boys. Come on over. (laughs) And ice cream. Chris Hansen's knocking at my door. Give me a second. Oh, shit. My video games bring all the boys to the yard. (laughs) You know, hey, uh, I'm actually... I'm looking at the character designs on this game right now, and uh, they do look fantastic, man. They put a lot of thought... Like, there's, like, not one character that looks, like, identical to the other. Like, everybody is like got a different shape, size, aesthetic. Looks fantastic. I'm looking at your character of May, and she looks like Arctic. She looks like Arctic Velma from Scooby Doo and shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, dude, dude. The, the character designs on this game are just phenomenal. I'm I'm really impressed. Blizzard's it, done a good job of doing. Reaper making- looks like fucking like uh like a dope ass fucking like Devil's May Cry slash Assassin's Creed motherfucker. Oh yeah. All the characters have different skins and shit, too. My Reaper, he looks like uh, he's partying on Cinco de Mayo. He's wearing a sombrero, and he's got a guitar on his back. It's got a skull on it. He seduces 13-year-old boys. <laughs> 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 but uh, Blizzard's gone on out, all out on this. They've even they made call him Raper. <laughs> shit. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> That's why nobody's allowed to look at Tracer's booty anymore. Uh. But, uh, yeah, Blizzard's gone all out on this, and they've even made short uh, animation clips. Uh, I'd set those out to you guys a little ways back, but the the fucking animation on those is really good, too. The detail in them is really crisp. 
And uh, it's the personality of the characters that really gets me. And however, if everybody's playing their role right, then you, you, like Jacob said, you got a winning team. It, it's a lot of fun, and I can't say the last time I've had this much fun on a first-person shooter. It's the game that pulled my ass out of Destiny. Yeah, I know my character, <laughs> May. Uh, de- uh, hey, de- seriously, one of these 13-year-old boys' names is Destiny? <laughs> <laughs> That's a stripper name. <laughs> I knew you were going there wow. when you said it. It's the, it's, the, it's the only thing that got you to pull out a Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I bet Destiny's thankful. (laughs) (laughs) Poor kid's been tied up to your radiator in your basement for the past six months. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I'm sorry, Harmon. Go ahead, dude. No, it's all good. But uh, like my character of May, one of the one of her abilities is she can create this ice wall that acts as like a barrier, and you can use it for cover. And as it gets you know shot at or hit, you know, damaged. Destiny could have used that down. on his rear end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all right, sorry, yes. Harmon. No, it's sponge worthy. <laughs> But, like, uh, you can use different abilities like that to help your teammates, and it's just, it's a whole lot of fun. And uh, one of the things Blizzard did that I think was genius was there's a character, uh, one of the heroes is Soldier 76, and, like, the the, kind of the nickname he's got is Captain Call of Duty, and it's exactly that. So people who are used to the Call of Duty or Battlefront-type games have that character that they're more used to, and they can have someone they relate to when they jump into this game. One thing that keeps people away from first-person shooters is almost at the end of every multiplayer game, you get a screen that shows everybody's performance. And, you know, especially when you first start out on any game, you're not going to be doing anywhere near as well as somebody who's been playing it for a while. So a lot of times you have, like, a low kill-death ratio or whatever. And people get, like, fucking hate mail and shit off of Xbox Live and stuff like that for doing poorly in these games. Or, like, if you're playing as a team and you're on team chat, people will, like, verbally assault you about that shit. And one of the things I like about this is when the game is over, it'll give you four or five highlights as far as, like, who did their job well, like, how many points so-and-so did of healing, or if, like, you're playing a tank, you blocked so much damage. But if anybody did badly, nobody's called out about it. There's no way for you to know when you're playing. You know what's fucked up? when you play a game like if you ever if you ever play online and you're playing you can talk to somebody Mm -hmm. if you're ever playing with frank you always hear like the cries of a 13 year old boy in the background (laughs) (laughs) god damn it i'll feed you later (laughs) you talked about soldier 76 earlier frank's frank's name is soldier 69 (laughs) god damn it i knew that was coming (laughs) oh god but uh yeah, I uh, I play it on <laughs> Yeah Segue away from that motherfucker. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in quicksand up to my ass. But I, I think I, he I, fell. Jesus. <laughs> 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 oh man. I oh god. I play on poor PlayStation Destiny. four. <laughs> poor Destiny, man. That poor kid. No, I put it down and haven't picked it up since. Gets no love from me. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, I play on PS4, uh, Quagmire, K-W-A-G-M-Y-R-E is my PlayStation ID, 
uh, get at me on that. I know Dan West plays it too, and uh, Jesse Candeloria, the Candelorians plays. <laughs> my my, uh, my ID is uh, Boy Raper Twenty Two. <laughs> I've seen some <laughs> fucked up IDs, dude. I've seen people whose gamer tags like it burns when I PvP. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Kindergarten Fister, <laughs> dude, right. for real. That's a real person. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, well, when you're up? playing on PS4, does it just go off your regular PS4 gamer tag, or do you have to make a Battle.net account? Uh, you can make one, uh, but it just goes off your gamer tag. So right. you pretty well like link your PSN ID with that. I gotcha. So it's still the same. Um, I don't know if you could possibly change it. I know Sony's not keen on allowing you know separate IDs. Right. So I don't think there's any way around that. Is it all first-person shooter? It is, but uh, there's a few exceptions. There's certain times where it jumps out to, like, a third-person perspective, but it's not very often. See, that's the thing. It's just, like, the character designs on these are so great. It's just, like, man, just not being able to see your character kind of sucks. Yeah. I guess you could see everyone else. See everyone else. But I'm just saying, like, the design on these. Man, they they, they did a great job. Whoever did the the character designs on these did a fantastic job. That's one thing about it, too, is you're you're given plenty of opportunities to be able to see yourself because, unlike lots of other games, as far as, like, unlockables, it's all aesthetic. It's skins. It's taunts. It's emotes. It's voiceover things. Some of those you can trigger in-game. Uh, like I, I play Junkrat a lot. He he looks like uh, uh, so I saw him actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll juggle his bombs and then watch him drop and then hold his hand up to his ear like he's waiting for him to explode and then he goes like a little get jiggy with it kind of thing. Oh, they, they show him putting his fingers in his ears in the shot yeah. that I'm yeah see. Uh, and then like when you do get play of the game, uh, you, they, like it was like the most kills or like the best job anybody did in that series. And then like you have a special intro that pops up for that that you can unlock. Mm. Uh, you get one that's stock, but there's like three others that can pop up. And then you get to see who did what. I posted a few of those on Facebook. All of those is Reaper. I, I sneak. It makes you think more strategically than most first-person shooters do. Like a lot of these kids nowadays, I don't know how the fuck their aim is so good. Like you run around and you get sniped before you know what the fuck's going on. But this, it, it to me, it's a lot slower paced. And you got to think before you do stuff. And I'll teleport around behind people where they're not looking for me, and I'll plot my super. It's uh, uh, Death Blossom. He just spins around firing his guns all over the place. And, oh, I thought Death Blossom is like <laughs> you conjured my Bialik from the show Blossom. <laughs> no. And then she... she De- Death Blossom's my nickname for when him. I blow my load. <laughs> She puts a she puts one of her shitty hats on top of them, and then they blow up. That could work too. And Joey Lawrence like goes whoa. <laughs> but yeah, the, the supers in that are really cool. Like Junkrat, he's got a tire. He pulls off his back. He yells fire in the hole, and he starts up a motor in it. And you control it, and you can drive it into people, and it explodes. You know who else is fire in the hole when they're hanging out with Destiny? <laughs> Mister Frank Hammer. You know who else drives drives things into people and explodes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Frank the tank, oh, bitches. <laughs> Kaboom! Ah, you're 13. One of the, you're uh, a man. One of the other man. really cool things about this is, uh, is Blizzard has been super hardcore with banning anyone who's been modding the game or cheating at it. Yeah. And they're, they're actually banning off your IP address. So you can make a whole nother account. It doesn't matter. And Harmon, do you, do you listen? A little over 2,000 people now. Do you mm-hmm. listen, do you listen to nerd porn too? Is that where you're getting this? I listen to nerd porn. There's a few <laughs> others that I listen to, but Aaron actually Aaron talked. Miller's voice. Yeah. Aaron actually talked about that a couple episodes ago. So. Yeah. 
it's uh, it's really cool that they're doing that because you get games like Call of Duty and Destiny where it's really glitchy and shit, and like you swear somebody's cheating. And a lot of that's because they don't use dedicated servers, whereas this they do. And as as a result, uh, and you'll see this, Harmon, especially once you get your PS4 version up and running, it's so fucking smooth and not glaggy or glitchy at all. I've not had a single problem, except for one time when it was my controller. I was playing with Dan and uh, Jesse, and my De- controller Destiny. took over with a mind of its own. Destiny got loose once. <laughs> <laughs> I let Destiny take the wheel. <laughs> God. <laughs> You're back in your hole. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> God. We're literally laughing about Frank raping a 13-year-old boy. All right. It's either, it's either laugh or cry. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's what this show's about. I hope it's your first time listening. I hope, <laughs> hope we get that one star review. So. What do you guys rate this game? Oh, I Tupperware the shit out oh, of it. This is a total Tupperware. And like, I'm not a big competitive online gamer. I'm always, I, give me a JRPG and I'm happy. Yeah. So for something to get me into playing with other people online, that's, that's something special. It's amazing, man. You get it for PS4. We're going to have a team of four. We just yeah, need no two doubt. more for Team Teabag. Team Teabag. Yep, yeah. we coined that. That's and uh, if anyone out there does want to add me on PS4 or on uh, Battle.net, it's the, the same handle. It's Thoyen Frostax, T-H-O-I-N Frostax. So feel free to add me. Um, yeah, I think we're going to wrap uh, this portion of the podcast up. Uh, Harmon, thank you for joining us. Uh, how can people follow you on the uh, Twitter? Uh, on Twitter, my uh, my handle is at Jake Harms. That's H-A-R-M-Z. And uh, right now I don't have anything too crazy going on, although I uh, do have a little project in the works that you guys should be hearing about in a month or two. Nice. What the? Wow, Mr. Secretive over here. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, keep us posted. I'd love to let our listeners know what you got planned. It's not a new we'll ball do. gag for Destiny, is it? Oh, that's exactly what it was. Damn it, I ruined the surprise. <laughs> and it's an Overwatch-themed one. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, for uh, everyone, for listening to our Independence Day Resurgence episode. Man, what Oof. a... Fantastic movie. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this episode was fireworks. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Can you see? See, and the reason I'm breaking it down into two parts is because, like, I don't want people. I explain this to you guys. I'm just going to let it all out. I'm going to, I'm going to just, you know what? I'm going to show everybody our dirty laundry here. I'm going to let it all air out. Yeah. I don't want people to have to fucking listen to, uh, Independence Day Resurgence bullshit if they don't want to hear it. No. So no. I want people to be able to just click on this episode if they wanted to hear what we had to say about Independence Day Resurgence. I don't want people to have to like listen to that and then get to like the other content that we're going to cover this week. And as their reward for making it all the way through the Independence Day stuff, they get to hear about Frank and Destiny. Oh, exactly. God. They get to hear about Frank and his... Uh, and raping children. God. Yeah, we got to throw him a bone. NSA's yeah. going to knock on my door soon. Frank doesn't rape kids. Chill the <laughs> fuck out, people. It's a fucking joke. No, it's consensual. <laughs> uh, you know how hard it was to find a 13-year-old? I don't want to know how hard it was. <laughs> Man, all those... You know... I, the gas money that Frank spends to drive down to Alabama <laughs> every week in order to do this and have it be legal, oh, oh it's unreal. Yeah. It's unreal. He does it proper. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he gets consent from the parents. Yeah. 
consent being like sliding them 50 bucks every time. Oh. <laughs> That's nasty. Yeah, it is nasty. It is God. nasty. But it's a fucking joke. Yeah. People need to get over it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing funnier than... <laughs> <laughs> You know, when I came on the podcast today, yeah. all the things I thought I'd talk about, uh, sex with a 13-year-old boy was not on the list. <laughs> you don't have that one down in your notes. But well, here we are. That was actually uh, that was actually top of my notes. Stop a mud hole in I was like, oh, shit, I, just, I skipped over that one. That was one of the highlights of Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, later, later guys. Listen to part later. two. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it, hate it, race it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said Leftovers sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.